Hi, I'm Emily Richardson. And I'm Marshall Lorenzo. And welcome to Trashbox, a Real Housewives podcast, Christmas holiday edition. Christmas holiday, exhausted, tired, filled with crap edition. Uh, we're doing this on, well, Boxing Day in Canada. Is it the 27th over in New Zealand? It's the 27th in New Zealand. We are both post-Christmas babies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what a wonderful Christmas mine was, being in isolation. <laughs> um, it's great. I get a lot of uh, sympathy from people being like, how are you holding up? And this must be very difficult being isolated from your family. Do you? Yeah. Every person I talk to is like, uh, don't worry, it'll be over soon. <laughs> if you knew the five-star luxury treatment that I'm getting here... <laughs> I mean, I on the in the Dubai airport before I got here, like I got something popped up like a Fox News headline that was New, New Zealand turning into internment camps and quarantine camps all raging across the country. You know, classic like right wing uh, bullshit, and <laughs> it was just amusing, amusing the second I arrived. Like, so you're for those who don't know, Marshall is in a quarantine hotel. Guarded by the New Zealand military. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, the New, Ze New Zealand Army, the New Zealand Navy, the New Zealand Marine Corps, the New Zealand Air Force. Everyone is here. And I'm, I do not exaggerate. I went to get my COVID test. Well, they're not fighting any wars. I wouldn't think they're yeah, busy. They've never fought any. There's nothing going on. Um, and I went when I went to get my test yesterday. Uh, sure enough, like the person checking you in is from the army. The person like moderating the line was a Navy officer. He, he had like his iPhone out and was like blasting some Christmas music. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, like there's the Air Force, like run, run about. It, I mean, it's it's great. And I see them all in their full uniforms, full uniforms outside my hotel window. Uh, and I mean, the question on everyone's mind is, are they cute? Are they on Grindr? What's going on? <laughs> they're not on Grindr. Uh, the, yeah, they're cute. Plot twist, they're 12. <laughs> Think about it. Like, how old are you when you go into the army, right? 12 and a half. 20. You're around tw 12. Yeah, 12 mm -hmm. and a half in, yeah. in the New Zealand army. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's uncomfortable. But there's the occasional, like, the, the their commanding officers are, like, insane. Like, tattooed, giant seven-foot people that I do enjoy because it's, like, if there's anyone in this hotel that is, like, being a shit with being safe, yeah. they're on top of it. I fucking love it. I fucking really? Love it. Really? Um, and are you paranoid because your hotel floor mate yeah. did get COVID, right? That's right. So, yesterday... Um, I get more mad than I get scared, but, mm -hmm. uh, yesterday- Yeah, that makes sense for your personality. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> nurses came and I heard a, a bunch of kerfuffle happening next door and sure enough, they Sounds were- Sounds charming when you say kerfuffle. Kerfuffle, yes. <laughs> it was a slight kerfuffle accident. Um, <laughs> and they were in full hazmat suits, uh, oh and I Full Naomi saying, Campbell garb. Yeah. <laughs> saying- <laughs> She loves um, the hazmat. They, uh- they sprayed down the room. They told them to open the windows and then put on hazmat suits themselves. And then they carted them out. Wait, uh, there was more than one of your neighbors. It was a couple. Like, oh. I, I, it was a couple, yeah. Um, I don't know if we're on the same flight. I got super anxious then, but then, I, you know, whatever. I haven't left the room in like three days, so I'm fine. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's good. And you're only there. And it sounds like, honestly, you're living in the lap of luxury. Oh, it's just awful. Do you want me to read you my breakfast for tomorrow? They send a menu every day and you have to tell reception what your preference is. And this is free. Yes, this is all free. If you stay (sighs) in New Zealand longer than 90 days, you don't have to pay it back. Um, Oh, my God. The big breakfast, smashed avocado and ciabatta, sauerkraut, sausage, bacon, eggs scrambled, fried, however you like them. Uh, and a fresh cranberry smoothie. Uh, for lunch, I'll be having the poached egg Caesar salad. And for dinner, the steak frites. It's very painful. It's very painful. Oh, and the desserts that came yesterday were in a mousse bouche of little <laughs> dessert tasters. We, oh my God. Profiteroles, everything. I love it. I fucking love profiteroles it. Profiteroles sounds like a drug. You ever had a profiterole? What is that? It's a cream filled sort of donut like an eclair kind of but like higher end i find eclairs quite disgusting because i find the cream they're very rich and they're very creamy yeah but this cream it's like um i don't know what you call it it's, it's custody cream custard it's not <laughs> like you say custody cream <laughs> yeah that's what i said <laughs> it's in between it's in betwixt a cream and a custard that sounds um, delicious actually no it's fucking lovely <laughs> like i mean i'm thinking what i had today i had uh, a chocolate santa Okay, for breakfast. And so that's breakfast. For Boom. breakfast, I had leftover pizza. Okay, lunch because you know we didn't we didn't go home for uh, Christmas or mm-hmm. anything because you know fucking pandemic. And uh, it was it was very chill. We ordered pizza. It was great. But I'm very jealous that you're in a place with no COVID. That's awesome. And uh, fuck you. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, it's about to get turned up i cannot wait to be released from this ejected catapult style out of this hotel into sex fuck <laughs> are you gonna whore it up i have no choice are you gonna hit grinder and whore I it up? i have no <laughs> choice although this is an embarrassing story i did open grinder <laughs> and immediately it was messages like hey you're back and i was like uh oh <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh here we go new phone who dis um <laughs> That's great. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of hoes, let's talk about these housewives we know, we love. Uh, we're doing a podcast a little bit later in the week than usual just because of Christmassy shit. Um, mm. The Potomac Reunion, it part two aired almost a week ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, what do we think? I mean, I, I don't know. I was bouncing up and down more in the first episode. This felt a little bit like filler and then to hear that the like the next one is is 90 minutes i think andy said what? which is insane yeah i didn't know that a uh, full feature full film feature coming <laughs> uh so i yeah i don't know there wasn't much here yeah well they talked about the fight but i will say right off the top i mean we'll ask part 1 the end of part 1 was amazing mm. with monique's mm-hmm. binder her calling out Giselle. So it was a bit of a, not a letdown. It was a little anticlimactic when we just came back yeah. and all of that Jamal, Giselle, Binder, Monique stuff was wrapped up within two minutes. And Giselle wouldn't give a response. It was very, um, she wouldn't confirm, she wouldn't deny. It was, she was being quite um, passive about it and it was very frustrating. I mean, not surprising. No. But yeah, it was extremely anticlimactic. Um, and usually, like, they know they have the footage. So, like, why this big fucking cliffhanger moment? Like, almost like, mm-hmm. why didn't they leave the fun phone number moment 
for the next like if they didn't have an explosion from that i don't like you really did expect like more to come out of it um Mm -hmm. how do you i have a question how do you feel about giselle in general because i still have no problem with the accusation essentially is that she is very fake in front of the cameras and um she's very shady and i agree that she's like shady but i'm like i don't know do you think it's fake i have issues with giselle as our dedicated listeners know i have been re-watching season one of potomac mm. or watching for the first time actually and she is quite the shit stir back then um mm-hmm. more so than now i would say because I think she's trying to like make her mark. She's Jen Shawing, if you will, in for her mm. first season. Uh, and so it reminded me that she can be a real fucking shithead. So <laughs> when, you know, uh, when the, all this stuff comes out about like, we'll, we'll get into it later, but like Monique's claims that there was like a whole conspiracy against her with her old mm. friend Gigi and Sharice mm. uh, about, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. The, the paternity of her daughter. Um, I could totally see Giselle orchestrating something like that. Uh, and it really it frustrates me. Really? Okay. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Giselle is just she's gossipy. She stirs the pot, and that's okay. My main issue with Giselle is when stuff like J- Jamal gets brought up, she acts like she she won't give you she she won't Ashley Darby. You know what I mean? Mm. She's not gonna open her life. <laughs> she's she's not gonna open her life and be like, "Fuck you, Jamal." Like when she was like. Me and Jamal have communication problems, and that's my fault. And you know that some backwards confusion talk that Jamal gaslit her into thinking. And then, oh, and Andy asked asked her, when you speak to him tonight, Jamal, how's that going to go? And she goes, fine, absolutely fine. That's the stuff that makes me really angry with Giselle. She's not giving it over, but she's fine with uh, dishing it out. She can't take it, though. That was That's what bugs me. <laughs> but I counter-argument. Mm-hmm. What I do, I kind of enjoy it, though, because she is not smart enough to uh, keep the ruse going. No, so I agree on that even one. Even <laughs> though she says, so this is what I love. And she goes, no, it's fine. It's fine. And we know that it won't be. We know, like, she, if someone's going to throw out a literal banana peel. She's going to get up to, like, powder her nose and whoa, 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 across the stage straight into the powder room. So I'm okay with <laughs> And Robin's going to sit there and go, yep, that's what she meant to do. Yep. Yeah, Robin's going to go, yeah, well, oof, that happened. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Uh, I really don't want to see Jamal up on that stage. That's, I mean, uh, maybe I do. I maybe I just want to see some of his pageantry. Oh my god, he is full of and he did like a Facebook live or something or something where he denied it all. People said it was full of shit. I couldn't bring myself to press play. I don't want to give that man any of my time even though we do give him a lot of my time here. <laughs> but we will be watching a Netflix special about him and his uh <laughs> the horrible things he's done. Yeah, him and Mary. He him and Mary Cosby should get together and yes. just start start a cult. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. More cults, more cults, more cults. More cults, not enough cults. Uh so, Ashley Darby. Yes. Ashley. Darby. Darby. Okay, so I'm going to start by giving you. Okay. So, here on Trashbox, we are Ashley Darby apologists, but proud Michael haters. Now, I'm starting to realize <laughs> that we can't have it both ways <laughs> morally. I don't understand. <laughs> I, do, I don't I, understand. I was on the. T- 
the the reddits because <laughs> i am every night <laughs> uh and uh a user called buffy is my homo sapien quite the username here <laughs> the 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 um the subject was called ashley darby cont- contributes to rape culture and even before hmm. i clicked it i was like oh they're right <laughs> Uh, basically the, the the post says I can't understand how anyone could look at Ashley without complete moral disgust after her latest round at defending Michael's grabby groping hands against that pr- producer her logic was the producer's flirtatious with Michael so it likely wasn't violating uh, and blah 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 it's fucking gross when told it was a non-consensual when told it was non-consensual and made the producer uncomfortable this was the um, the first season grabby grabby that was uncovered in the background Ashley says, well, that's weird because he calls Michael Zaddy, as in he doesn't have the ability to say what is violating because he uses a nickname with some sexual connotations. Uh, so basically, she's this, this <laughs> Buffy is my homo sapien says, the more we let language like this out there, the more we foster future Brock Turners, the rapist. Mm-hmm. Buffy is my homo sapien is 1000% correct. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. why am I still team well, Ashley? No, I What's mean, wrong with let's me? Let's be clear. Like we don't. Like, maybe we just haven't acknowledged it enough, but, like, we do uh, – that a- Ashley is is extremely problematic as well. Like, you know, there's Very been many times where she's apologized for Michael in ways that you that do smack you across the face. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Ashley? I mean, the fact that she's with him is problematic. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a bad, bad situation. Yeah. I mean, again, this – Buffy is my homo sapien is 1000% correct. And this right. should be broadcast everywhere. Um, <laughs> I just, I can only imagine what the environments are like on these types of shows. You know, like, having had a glimpse into the background of, like, reality TV, mm-hmm. I was a little surprised at some of the culture, you know. It's, um, I mean, every office workplace has its own um shadowy shadowy parts to it but this was a little more pronounced and i'm not saying anything about housewives um behind the scenes but uh i don't know that said michael darby is a monster (laughs) i mean like he should not be doing what the fuck he's doing no he i mean we've talked about it who cares what his sexuality is? That's beside the point. It's he's a gropey, cheaty, gross monster who Ashley is staying with for inexplicable reasons and she shouldn't be defending, but she has her blinders on. And why? Because I guess we've argued before that it's money or it's, you know, to, to try to lock him I down, mean, but I we're beyond that at this point, aren't we? Is is it an abusive relationship? I don't know. Possibly. Like clearly, he does gaslight her. We've seen that with his. Um, I would say poorly. Was, uh, I would say poorly. I think he's attempting to gaslight <laughs> yes, her. <laughs> he's not. He's not Jamal levels of exactly. Now that's if he. That's some pro advice there. Yeah, yeah, they talk about him fucking around with the stripper. She's very much in denial that they did not sleep together. Although sure. I love that the knights at the round table were like, absolutely, he fucked her. Absolutely, yeah. agree, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um andy uh compares giselle's boyfriend oh, J- jamal's alleged fucking around on giselle to michael allegedly fucking around on ashley and asks karen about it because karen is very 
you know, she's one after Giselle, this reunion. And mm-hmm. um, over and over again with like snarky, quick little one-liners and all, all Giselle could do is just go, okay, Karen. Like, she has nothing clever to say back. <laughs> <laughs> just rolling her eyes about everything. I think she's um, feeling the heat. Karen, she's feeling the heat. She's feeling the heat. So she's not well. Yeah. She could pretend, but she's not good. Karen says, read these two different men cheating, is I just want the truth. I just want Giselle to be open. And I completely agree. Ashley is giving us complete openness, even though there, I'm sure there's some level of bullshit and there's, you know, she's deluded. But this is why I'm so mad at, or I'm so over Giselle and like Lisa Rinna and mm. the Ericas because mm-hmm. they give you nothing and they're hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could argue also Karen is a bit of a hypocrite in that statement too. You take that back. <laughs> you don't know what she goes through every night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, no, I actually, no, I just, I can't hear it from Karen. I can't. I can't hear Karen no, say, know, you I need know. to be more open. Like, come on. I uh, I, I believe it's true, but like, yeah. It's uh, true. Now, Karen's saying now, because her parents are dead, <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> she is more real on the show, which does make sense. I know. And because then, if and my parents died. I'd be like flashing up a field day on television. Really? I find that so interesting, especially when Andy pointed it out too. And he was like, you know, yeah, I would you, are you more open because your parents are dead? Like, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never had a problem with that. Although my parents would probably argue. They'd be like, well, no, you tell us nothing. <laughs> um, but I'm not hiding anything. I worry about like when I write like really crude things on delisted or I say things on here. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I really hope. Oh, I don't have problems with that. I, I sometimes worry. You can't because it's like it's a slippery slope. Like what it, what would you consider too crude today versus too crude yesterday? Like everything's bad. I think especially I think my first mom. week I was writing on that blog, I made a joke about like giving a guy at a club a hand job under the table and mm-hmm. like and like something like ladies, we've all done it. And I was like, oh my god, like it was just a joke. Like I actually haven't done that, but <laughs> wink. <laughs> Uh, but I was like, please, yeah. please, 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 Nancy, do not read this. Oh, no. You just always hide hide behind. It was a joke. It was a yeah. joke. Please. Yeah, it was a joke. So I got lubed up and shot out of a sex cannon. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. The zaddy. Oh, the zaddy of it all. Oh, <laughs> and that was that was a glimpse into the behind the scenes of, of Potomac. She thinks she's... Yeah, I know, eh? All the, <laughs> all the gay producers mm-hmm. just allegedly flirting with Michael. Yeah. I don't know about that. On in five, zaddy. <laughs> yeah. And actually, yes, let's, that's something that we need to clear up here. No one here considers Michael a zaddy. No. If anything, those are some shady little shitty producers yeah. calling him Zaddy. They're being ironic <laughs> about it. Yeah. And this was five years ago when he was called Zaddy. So that would have been lingo of the day. <laughs> oh, there we go. Washington area. <laughs> um, yeah. No, he's he's no Zaddy. Okay, here we go, Marshall. Monique versus Candace. Yes. Yeah. It took us a while to get here. It seems like leading up to it they really were not gonna speak to each other or be like karen can you please tell monique that you know (laughs) yeah like okay monique was saying the odd thing to ashley yeah but candace candace was really after everything monique said she was mumbling something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) marshall this is again another 
problematic thing where I don't think I technically have the right moral opinion on the fight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just you like you let's I mean let's say something straight. We want oh, hang on, let me start this again. We don't wish ire upon Candace. Well, no, wait, no. We do wish ire upon Candace. We don't want Candace to feel bad. Wait, no, no, no. We do want Candace to feel bad. We don't. Okay, what don't we want for Candace? I don't want Candace to have PTSD from a physical fight. Yeah. Wow. Do I want? <laughs> it's a Candace. tough one. It's a tough one. Do I want her on my television screen? Do I want to have to focus on her life and report <sighs> on her? No. Yeah. That's, no. That's what it it all boils down to, and that's awful, is I don't like this cast member, period. Even I don't like her. Aside from all of the drama, anything that's ever happened, from minute one, I was like, this is not my person. And that's fine. You don't like, that's why they're all different. That's why we have lots of different house sizes, because, you know, some people like things more than the other. And I don't like her. I would say my main issue with Candace is if, anything she brought the drama she had the you she had the little knife in the air she was constantly you know yelling drag me monique drag me and so the especially annoying part is even though nobody nobody's wig should be pulled like that Mm -hmm. and so violently Mm -hmm. but so for her to suddenly do a complete 180 and be the victim even though she is the victim and act like she is Saint Candace, and this is Jesus nailed to the cross in Vicky mm-hmm. in Vicky Gunvalson language. Yeah. It's very frustrating because she is acting like uh, she is completely blameless in this, and it, and then and then the Giselle Wendy Robin trio is like completely Team Candace. So it's just very frustrating. Which also, it's very frustrating. Also, I mean, though, on the Monique's side of things too, like. Mm-hmm. the the lack of atonement is a problem yeah that's not good like the there is you can feel it too like i don't even think she's giving it giving us everything she's giving us like too much in that she's like i want to finish her off like that kind of language <laughs> um but oh, like jesus <laughs> i feel if she really wanted to say what she was going to say it would be a lot worse i agree and i think andy can sense it yeah. when he says like yeah. you don't seem emotional at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but apparently mm -hmm. she's not going anywhere she's coming back next season they said who says this where are you getting this info this is this is reported online she's coming back everybody's coming back wow i know wow i know i mean ooh. i and i here's why i like this (laughs) the the these shows are only about shifting alliances that's all it is it's very surviving it is. It is. It's just from faction to faction to faction to faction. And I think by doing this, they can try and create separate factions, like clear, like truly separate factions. Who's going to be Team Monique? Who's going to be Team Candace? I mean, I think right now it's very clear. It is Ashley Darby, Monique, Karen versus Candace, uh, and the uh, self-righteous trio of Giselle, Wendy, Robin. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I do wonder who... What intel they might have as to why one would align themselves with one person over the other? Because for Ashley to to align herself with Monique, I've, I found I think it's quite... just more of a hate of Candace than anything. I don't think it's and also like sharing secrets too. Yes, and I'm also very frustrated because Candace is blaming all of the harassment she receives on the internet 
on Monique plotting and like puppeteering the fans. But that is completely ignoring the last three seasons where Candace established herself as A, a harasser on the internet, and B, a deeply unlikable television character. She she made her bed to a degree. You're a disaster on Twitter, to quote. Yeah, exactly. So it's messy. But that's what we like. That's what we like. That's what we like. As, as, it uh, really is great. As podcasters talking about it, I feel like I'm constantly biting my tongue because sometimes I like. Sometimes. <laughs> I think we've been because we talk off podcast about this as well, obviously. And like, I think, I don't know. I think we're pretty like you've, I think you've said everything that you wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just feel yeah. like, um, it's just such a like a, a gray area and like if you lived in um if I saw this episode in a bubble and I didn't know anything, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, Monique is a psycho. And maybe she is, mm-hmm. but just knowing everything and knowing Candace's like her personality, I it's very frustrating to see her play the the innocent victim. Is she a victim? You betcha. Is she just a victim? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And even like if we want to tie together the therapy sessions with Monique, mm-hmm. um, you know, saying that she was bullied as, as a kid, th- there might be some argument there that like Candace beyond triggers her. Oh my God, totally. And also, I want to yeah. point out that Monique does not come from as upper class a background as a lot of these women because everyone's like calling Monique like a hood rat and a ghetto ass well, bitch and all this shit. And it's like. It's so it must be so fucking triggering for um for monique like it, yeah maybe i didn't pick up on that before but yeah her screaming ghetto and hood right at her like she knows what she's doing Ugh. it's fucked up cool uh shall we atlanta shall we atlanta okay damn atlanta no, not great kind of i kind of zoned out in this episode yeah i, I kind of zoned out big time. I, this is the the one uh that i most recently watched and um, it was a lot of work. It was work. There was everything that was happening. There was zero fun. Zero fun in this episode. Well, there. I like the, the pool. The pool antics a little. Oh no! Fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. I <laughs> have very little time for our favorite Canadian and Tanya. Yeah, and um, it it just I don't I don't love. I'm I really I do I still tune out when it's Portia and her sister. I just oh. I Portia and her sister. I like her. I've I've grown to really I've grown to like Portia, but I just mm-hmm. it's not. I I find it weird that it's always the two of them. You know. Yeah. At this point, just make her a cast member. Yeah. Like, does Portia not have and many allies? Like, well, who, I think that would you? I think it's a weird start to the season because Portia is going back and forth to other states fighting for justice in the Brianna Taylor murder. No, but every all the other previous seasons. She kind of was, she was in with Nini, mm-hmm. and then she was out with Nini. She was in with Phaedra, which was fa- a fatal uh, <laughs> attempt. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, I can't think of who she was aligned with. T- Tanya, in, like, was kind of it. Is it Tanya or Tanya? Of... It's in between. It's an <laughs> oh. in-between name. Tanya. In-between. Tanya. Um, uh, did you know Canadian they went to Toronto? Tanya. Sorry? Do you know they they went to Toronto? They came to Toronto. Yes, I I did. Uh, I watched parts of the last season to catch which myself up. Which is which blew my mind because I live like next door to Caravana. So I was like, "Are you telling me that my wives, my wives, 
were <laughs> in Toronto. I lost my shit. Um, no. They just went to all like the really like she she um, rooftop exclusive patios that I would never have oh, ever please. set foot on. I know exactly the rooftop that they went Where? to. It, again, it's right. It's down the street from me. It is kind of part of the X a little bit. Like it's. It's this one giant tall hotel. It's a nice hotel. Oh, Hotel X. Yes, I know Hotel X. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's what. That's where the rooftop party was. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not that it's not fancy. It's just like in no man's land. It's not particularly fancy, that hotel. Which like when they, when they Usually when they open up the suites, they're like, wow. And I'm like, that looks like a Best Western. There were no shots of that, no. <laughs> um, okay, so the episode starts... Again, with Ralph and Drew. Fuck Ralph. First off, Ralph is not a modern man's name. It is a mouse's name. <laughs> that is a mouse's name. It's a mouse's Ralph name. Ralph S. Mouse. <laughs> yes. It is a, yeah, it is a Disney character's name. It is a man who uh, kissed a dog <laughs> and is in the body of a dog. Um, <laughs> no, that's Dennis's thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a hot dog. Um, he is the only thing I always start my notes with like just a quote and then I have to like recalibrate where the quote was from. So it is, (laughs) we all have something to learn. So (sighs) when he was talking about his, he was arguing with her mother again, big problem. And, uh, she's talking about Pastor Jeanette. Yeah. And she's sort of hinting at some of his issues, his issues. And once again, he responds with, well, I think we all have something to learn in this situation. Like, that is the sort of language I just, like, I shut down over. I will leave the room. If some if I'm in an argument with someone, they're like, well, I think we both mm. made mistakes. I'm like, I'm fine with admitting up to my mistakes when we're talking about them. But when we're talking about your mistakes and you're deflecting, but where do we go? Where do we go from here? So I His ego is so huge. And this is yet another instance of a guy... Uh, sweet talking or not sweet because Ralph is shit he's a snake uh, but just talking bullshit and gaslighting and he's just a shithead husband and he won't take any won't take blame for anything any of his dirt behavior and I need Drew to divorce his ass immediately it's, or at least yeah. within this first season it's all I said over and over again I was banging my head on the desk um, and then again in next week's episode's preview he says um, uh, I refuse to have my masculinity taken away or something along that something around his fucking toxic masculinity um he's gotta go he's got to fucking go well drew drew's actually if she did that thing where she went on the show to get divorced Mm -hmm. she is a smart woman because all of the drama so far is on her Mm -hmm. for this Mm -hmm. season Mm -hmm. uh so she's making a splash that way uh and then she gets to his disgusting no good bum I was a little bummed out, though, that she seems to still be playing the game of, like, well, when we move into our new house, like, uh, I, I think... She, I think she still loves him. I don't I don't think she has this weird plan. I think she thinks happen. she still loves him. I think he tells her that she loves him. Um, he's so creepy he's and abusive. Disgusting. Now, on a lighter side, and probably my favorite moment of this episode... Uh, Latoya. I like Latoya. Talking about Drew's recently adopted wig. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, Latoya is like, even when she started, um, walking up the steps to Kenya's house, I was like, oh god, my whole, like, 
his on my arms stood up because I was like, oh, Did you smell God. evil? I smelt evil. I could feel it. The, <laughs> like the winds changed, the leaves stopped rustling. A crow like looked me directly in the eye. Wind chimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sure enough, she is Kenya level shady. Kenya level shady. Yeah. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yes. She doubles down on the wig insult towards Drew. She nicknames it Drewisha the wig. <laughs> and she knows she, what she's doing. She's like, I'm going to make a nickname for it. This is going to become a thing. She's going to hear that I called it Drewisha. She knows how to create content and drama. And I, I'm fine with it so far. Oh, so is Kenya. <laughs> Kenya, Kenya loves it. Eyes are like... <sighs> You can see her, like, feeding on Latoya. <laughs> She's Sanderson feeding. sistering, like, from Hocus yes. Pocus, like, sucking her soul. <laughs> yeah, but no, this was, like, this was, it was, it was fun, but I felt like we really were watching, like, um, I feel like we're really watching the joining of the forces of evil. Yeah, I feel like we are witnessing the beginning of a rat king, or queen in this case. <laughs> yes, yes, stacking upon each other in a trench coat. Uh, running around the city causing And I can't wait for them to turn on each other, though. Can't wait for them to turn on each other. Oh, within seconds. Within (laughs) seconds. Episode four. Episode four. I mean, yeah. Very, very fun. Um, Hate her. Absolutely hate her. And I love it. Yeah, I'm fine with her. (laughs) I'm okay. I find Drew, actually, to be a more interesting character for what she's going through. And I think she's sweet. Uh, Latoya is like, I am reality show bot Kenyak Jr. (laughs) Uh, have been flipped into chaos mode, unable to change. <laughs> um, and then we get a little preview into the wedding planning, which I don't care. If there's one thing I can tell you, I hate on these shows, it's planning a wedding. And maybe it's because I don't care much for weddings. Although actually, this episode did make me realize what kind of wedding I do like, and it's not Cynthia's. <laughs> I really like. I couldn't when she when they were touring. I feel like I'm jumping ahead, but like mm-hmm. while they were touring that wedding venue, I was disgusted. I was disgusted. I don't. It, it like was this, bad. I don't like this pageantry. I don't like. I don't want to get. I wouldn't want to get married in some kind of like old big old mansion. Like it just. It's so boring and like typical and. And uh, everything uh, is tainted by the fact that this is during a pandemic, and they she. Like priorities, people. Well, we're jumping ahead, but I I want to. I I was so confused at that f- argument between them because I couldn't. It was bullshit. I didn't know who was wrong. At first, I was like, "Oh, he's absolutely wrong because he's saying you have to marry me on this date, or we're not married." Like that was fucked up out the gate. But then that was weird. Her logic and what she was standing for, I was like, "Wait, I don't." understand your logic either like it was very very strange and then were you not confused i was very good i'm still confused honestly i by the end of this episode i tuned out from cynthia versus mike because i think you're correct they're both kind of saying the same thing but opposite things yeah and they're also both ignoring the true elephant in the room which is there is a pandemic yeah why are we worried about this right now why does he want to get married so quickly i don't know what very strange um so anyway jump jumping back mm-hmm. uh like i said our favorite canadian <laughs> is back tanya 
um doing her doing her very best to be on the show doing yeah. her very best and but, but knowing you're that. smiling while you're talking right now. <laughs> I like her. She's just, yeah. <laughs> I love her little Canadian accent. And also, I yeah. love that we know that her and Portia have a threesome with this oh stripper God. going forward. And then she oh leaves my the show. God, yes. And then she leaves the show. So Tanya is, she's got something, baby. Going out with a bang. Literally. Wow. Okay. Okay, mad respect then. Put yeah, respect respect is due. <laughs> and and to be fair, yeah, if there was a New Zealander on the cast, I would be very very proud. Shout outs to Aisha below deck. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I can imagine, and I will say, um, my friend over at Emmy, like anytime Tanya was on on screen, she also yeah. like lit up because it was like, and even if she was like making fun of her, like this yeah. sweet Canadian who's unfortunately <laughs> from Toronto, but this sweet Canadian, <laughs> I think Etobicoke technically. Okay, all right, a little bit, yeah, that's, okay, fine, that's better. Um, Is it? <laughs> in my opinion, absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't I don't know. stand if you're from Toronto. Um, Give me Hamilton. I don't know, I guess when I went, because I'm from a small town, I guess when I went to university, the meanest people were from Toronto. Yes, absolutely. But now I live in Toronto and I love Toronto. Yeah, sure, but like, it's a city where like, People act, treat it like it's New York, and it is so yeah, obviously it's not. not. It's Chicago at, at, at its very tip-top. Yeah, exactly. Toronto's tip-top, not Chicago's tip-top. So, yeah, so we, we get to uh, them. <laughs> Tonya, Ta- Tonya, Tonya, look, uh, <laughs> Tony, Tony, <laughs> uh, Tony Portia, and uh, her sister uh, are all starring in an Airbnb commercial. <laughs> A full segment dedicated to promoting a lovely pool house in the local Atlanta area. (laughs) Featuring some gold digger and her ancient sugar daddy. Yeah, it was (laughs) fine. It was fine. It was fine. It happened. There was some tomfoolery. There was some pushing. There was some pushing into the water. I I don't ever want to be pushed in a pool. Just so you know. No, I because I'm I'm afraid my I'd have my phone. Oh, I'm good. For, I don't. I don't. I just. I don't. I. I don't like the. Um, I think it is an act of violence towards me, <laughs> and I will not stand for it. And if any of my friends did, did this to me, I'd be. I'd be like, okay, that's it. We're done. Wow. I would leave the friendship because I don't want to <sighs> be rude. But Marshall, I feel like you put up with a lot in relationships. And it just seems that this is like an odd. This is the hill I will die on. (laughs) Uh, Also, there's a weird moment with the hookah. Yeah, what is that? Where she's like, "Okay, what is hookah?" No, no, I know what hookah is. I what what? And she was like, "I know a way to make a hole in a hookah." And then she takes her earring out. Very confused about why that was relevant, and that's not really a trick. And then that the hole the hole has to be very small again. Perpetuating the disparagement of a large vagina. Was that what that was? Yeah, she's like, you, it's got to be a tall smite, a, a, a tall smite hole, a small tight hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was about to go to the next point, but I just have written in full capitals. I hate running by a pool. Someone could fall in pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true, and and especially yeah. when it's like a hard surface like a, a cement side you could mm-hmm. really hit your head and die yeah yes you think any of those bravo gay production assistants no mouth to mouth <laughs> well yes they do quite well um <laughs> oh mouth to mouth sorry no um but we thinking mouth to dick obviously um <laughs> so yeah we get like 
Then we get we go. Oh, I don't even want to get into it. We go we go back to the Drew stuff, and I don't even remember what happened. That just he was he's creepy. He sucks. <sighs> yeah, it's just bad all around, and I hate that we're gonna see more of it. Um, and unless yeah, it's gonna be exhausting. And if this doesn't end in a season, if this doesn't wrap up in a season like this marriage, like that's gonna be tough to to have to watch, especially when they're giving it such a significant amount of episode time so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. And I think, uh, do you think that perhaps we should reach out to Drew and just say call it? <laughs> I actually, I know you like to re- reach out to the occasional housewife and just give like a a pat on the back and whatnot. But I have zero problem yeah. with reaching out to Drew and saying, "Good God, go get out!" Absolutely, <laughs> because here's the thing, right? Like, she may still love him, and there might be some good parts here and there. And the you know she has children with him. He's handsome. He's handsome. He's handsome. Yeah, but there are billions and billions of people on this planet seven billion i think why it gotta be him i don't know and especially because she's know? so pretty and she's so pretty <laughs> there are some people sometimes people don't understand that there are other people out there in the world for you people are afraid of being alone absolutely people are afraid of being alone and they get stuck in a rut like I think of all the relationships you know romantic relationships where you're like him with her her with him him with him her with her absolutely them with them um i i agree you know sometimes you just have to compromise and and settle with the person to and that's absolutely fine but when it's abuse like you know but but because can be, he's uh he's twisting and he's verbally abusive and he's just oh yeah she's shithead. in it she's absolutely in he's it shithead. um oh that's what i what i wrote down uh when they were talking about she, she he was like oh did you get a therapist um and she starts to say yeah i've got a therapist and um blah, blah, blah. and then right, boom, right. he's off to the races and he's like oh so you've already like started talking shit about me to her to her like oh yeah that was it that was the, i got really angry and i think i like yeah. psychologically checked yeah. out of the episode after because that. that that was such a perfect snapshot of the microcosm of their relationship right there like a normal conversation uh-huh. and then boom he twists it. you know and that's on camera that's him trying to look good on camera <laughs> yeah. for their new reality show life <laughs> Uh, good, good. You're going down, buddy. You are going down. I'll see you in hell, Ralph S. Mouse. <laughs> see you in your next animated caper, Ralph. Do you remember that little mouse? You remember the mouse, right? No. Ralph S. Do- mouse? It's a real mouse. No, there's, listen, there's a lot of mouse-related animated comedy. This is not animated. It's real? <laughs> <laughs> it was a documentary. No, it was a book series about a little okay. mouse called Ralph S. Mouse, and he rode a motorcycle. Okay. And around a hotel. Do all of your Canadian superheroes ride motorcycles? Are you referring to Toy Story 4? The only reference I have of Canadian childhood? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think it was Canadian. Maybe it was. I don't know. Well, uh, look it up later. Uh, Let's move on because we've already talked about Cynthia. Yeah, we don't. I don't want to. I just don't care. We're going to. And you know what? That's going to be a whole fucking season of this. So basically what I'm looking at this Atlanta season as. The only light is this stripper threesome, and the rest yeah. of it is Cynthia and Mike's wedding. So yeah. much planning and fighting, and Drew versus her shithead husband. To all of the Bravo executives listening to us right now. It's all of them. <laughs> no more wedding stories. Oh, no more God. wedding storylines. Anyway. I know. And I like Cynthia. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, Utah, America, the Earth. Okay. Uh, this was a very good transition episode, I thought. Um, there was no big throwdown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or big party. Yeah. Uh, but we've been spoiled, so I'm fine with this. And uh, it was a good setup. Backstory, backstory. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we start with part two of the fashion show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. It had to be broken into two parts be- to cover all of that fashion. Yeah. That, wow. That fashion. In one episode. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of a better name for a fashion show than Brooks Marks. Brooks Marks. That KS, that double KS. I cannot think of a better name. I cannot think of a better name than for a fashion Brooks show than Marks, Brooks, Brooks Marks. That's not me saying it. That's yeah. him saying it. I. How about a uh, show will be done in three minutes? How about that as a name for a fashion show? <laughs> oh, boy. That was so weird. And then <laughs> I did. So I had to rewatch this twice. Um, because I wasn't paying attention the first time, but <laughs> yeah, you have you so see? many distractions at that empty hotel room by yourself in New Zealand. But there's so much going on here. My itinerary is full. <laughs> so the the did you see the walk that those models did down the runway? Yes, I saw Marshall. Where he he walked and they ran. Okay, in Heather, in the words of Heather, I I actually yes. burst out laughing when she said that he's walking yeah. like the commandant. <laughs> Which I had to Google because I was like, is this something I've never heard of before? I think I'm saying it wrong. But it's like no, a... Is it, it's a commander, but that's how you say... Oh, I guess it makes sense. Commandant. Commandant. I kind of... Honestly, I don't know. But I, I watched this... Um, I took an Italian film course. And I feel like I heard... And like all the movies were about war. It was like uh, The Leopard... Um, uh, mm-hmm. 1900 all these movies about like fascism and stuff and i remember hearing the word commandant a couple times so this could be related to italian war yes well when i googled it uh it was about an italian come on i i don't know yeah i don't know commandant uh anyway very strange well, i don't know it's saying it's french oh huh. all right well who knows? Um, I did not like the ambush on his dad. No, I didn't like that either because his dad didn't seem emotionally ready for that at all. And Brooks was going right for the throat. Yeah, he was do- He was doing it on camera. He was doing it on mm-hmm. camera. And uh, the only explanation I could think of was that he was kept in the dark about what's happening. But I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. I think he absolutely is aware of what's going on in the marriage. So... Yeah, I mean, sh- I will also say, Brooks, as much as I would appreciate <laughs> my parents supporting me, and like mm-hmm. I've done plays where they came up, that's great. You are 21. Unfortunately, this is the first of many fashion shows, even though you only have one tracksuit. <laughs> it's not a huge deal if your dad doesn't come to one. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. You're an adult. And also, you know what? That shit folds up real easy. You can send him some tracksuits. It's just as good. <laughs> it's not going to wrinkle. Um, oh my god, those tra- it was and Jen was right. I got to give it give it to Jen. <laughs> Does one tracksuit make a collection? That was some, I don't know. That was some good shade of uh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, make a second one and I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so I when you last time you were like I saw Jen on Watch What Happens Live. Mm. I went back and watched oh, it. Oh yeah. 
when you said she was nervous, I thought she would be like just kind of quiet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? She, for those who didn't see it, uh, definitely check it out. Jen on Watch It Happens Live, like mid-December. Um, it was rough. It was her doing prop comedy a la Kenya Moore. <laughs> yes. um, she had like a microphone she was talking uh. into. It was all very rehearsed and awkward. But do we not love and, prop comedy though? Uh, like. I love prop comedy. <laughs> obviously. I'm. I'm, I'm Especially I'm when it goes back. right now. Yeah. I <laughs> but it was just so awkward. And even Andy knew. Like and you could see Andy's face. He was like. Uh, like it was just try hard drama kid cringe. And I guess we can speak on this, but like the first rule of prop comedy is don't do prop comedy. Like <laughs> yeah. it is very yeah. difficult and distracting. And the amount of times we've seen someone be like, okay, so I've got this prop and I've got this prop and I'm going to do this. And, um, yeah. and it just goes down the tubes. Anyway, very embarrassing. Because Marshall and I both had wrote for this troupe in Toronto called the Skechersons when the pandemic was not a mm-hmm. thing. And we, uh, it's, the structure is like Saturday Night Live, hosts would come on, uh, and a lot of hosts without a comedy background would have a lot of ideas about comedy, and props are one of them, Always you just have to kind of be like, okay, all right, let's, okay, I don't want to insult you, but I know this is going to crash and burn. Yeah, and also, people can't see the the horn that you're holding. (laughs) From from the audience. So, you know, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. We'll come in. Yeah. It's a big room. It's a big room. You got to fill the room. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we finally get out of the fashion show um, oh, into the light. And uh, also, uh, sorry, to pause. Yeah. Uh, is Brooks the kid that we have seen the most on camera out of any of the franchises? No. Because Real Housewives of New Jersey is so family centric. Oh, uh, New Jersey. Think about the Manzo boys. Yeah. And Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the weight that sits on Heather's soul is humongous. It's sad. It's... And we got a lot of that this episode. But it was a good episode in the sense that we are watching a woman come out. Yeah, so uh, we of the church, about of the Andy church mentioning, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> god damn it, of the church, I guess. Um, yeah. we've talked about Andy and insinuating on um, one of the early interviews on Watch What Happens Live with Salt Lake City that something was going to happen with Heather and it was big and the church wasn't going to like it. And right now it's looking like she's going to mm-hmm. leave the church, and that's a big deal, yeah, that must be it, which is kind of disappointing. Um, I mean, not that she's doing it. Yeah, why doesn't she stay? No, like, why Why, why isn't she coming out as a serial killer? Like, yeah. something big. Like, it yeah. was, she blew a wad early. I gotta say, though, I was, I was, I actually gasped when she said, I'm thinking of leaving the church, because I just didn't think she would because of her kids. And she's mm. so brainwashed. Even, even now, still. They're all brainwashed. What I, loved, what I loved about this, though, is like, a parent talking to their kids, and they're like, I have something to tell you. I'm thinking of not having us have to go to church every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, woohoo! These kids, their composure at this moment was a composure I could not handle. I mean, I would be... Actually, no, I would would try and softly be like, oh, it'll be tough, but we support (laughs) your mother. Who knows how they think of their religion, though? They were all really nice. They all seem like really nice girls. I really like Heather. And I really love Heather and Whitney's relationship where Whitney was like, no, because you're under a thumb. Like, 
<laughs> sweet girl. It may not seem like a lot, but this tiny little thumb is crushing you softly. Um, yeah, I liked this because uh, I don't think a lot of people, um, even in Heather's generation or older generations, are as open and transparent with their kids uh, as she was. And I think it's really healthy. I think there's ways to do it. I think there's Heather being open and then there's, say, like, I don't know, um, um, Merida, I don't know, like, Rena. Yeah, like, there's ways to do it. And I think, um, it was really, it was. And I think the, I think what the right way to do it is always in front of a reality <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, that was my one thing was I was like, uh. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if the, if housewives sometimes go, okay, guys, listen, I, you know, I talked to you about how I want to leave the church, mm-hmm. right? When I had a couple of glasses of wine last week, mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do it again and on camera. Yeah. So get your hair all nice and ironed mm-hmm. and let's do this. Wait, so you liked that? No, I wonder if they do that. Oh, yeah, they absolutely they do. Yeah, they'll be like, um, if you're going to have this conversation, it needs to happen on camera. Um, um, I do want to talk to you about that odd sequence when Whitney went to Beauty Lab and Laser. Yeah. Um, Heather's Oh, my uh, God. And Whitney's, a, lab. and Whitney's a tiny little baby. <laughs> <laughs> that. But also she's getting her facial or chemical peel or whatever's happening done or lasers. At age lasers. 30, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's 34. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you start to see this, like, superimposed oh, yes. vision of Heather, and it's like she's hallucinating. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't get it. And I think I rewatched it. And I was like, wait. No, she was like, wow, for a second, I was out of my body. Like, I was listening oh, to you, but I wasn't listening to you. I missed and then that. Heather, and then Heather goes, that's self-care. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear the setup. I didn't hear the setup. So all I saw was like Heather talking and Whitney being like, "Whoa, the gas is so strong." I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> but I just took it. I was like, "Okay, next scene." <laughs> oh yeah, special effects. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, I was like, I, I thought maybe like Whitney found her like incredibly boring or something, and was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Every episode for now on to be in from Whitney's perspective. She's <laughs> yeah. just psycho. Absolutely, I love like her trying I love to. Her. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, She's a sweet little pixie. Yeah, and we'll talk. We'll talk about her dad in, in a little bit. Yeah, I will say before we move on from the Heather yeah. Mormon strong woman shit. This quote really broke my heart, and that was. Here I am, waiting for someone to accept me so I can get into heaven. The mm. mm. fuck? Yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, maybe she's saying that, like, post-church exile. Like, she's saying. Yeah, she kind of said it like, this is how it feels, or this is how, like. This is how it would be if I was but still in a church. It, it's It still was very, like, the, like, the stakes are high. Like, and I've known. I, I, as every, as everybody has, I've known some really re- religious people. Like I was once, I worked very closely <laughs> as a co-receptionist at a place with a woman who was a Jehovah's Witness, and the stakes day to day were like heaven level stakes. <laughs> like only so many of us can get in, so I really got to do good today. <laughs> like it's like what? 
You can finish the document tomorrow. I don't know if I can. I'm going to get it done today. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. It's definitely uh, something I have. I went, you know, I went to religious school, um, high mm-hmm. school. and What kind, very kind of religious school? Christian? Catholic. Oh, I didn't know um, that. And was very, very quickly like, nope. Um, but then again, I was lucky to have um, some crazy good teachers. Uh-huh. So we had religious education classes um, every day, like an hour yes. every day. And it would be like Bible studies and uh-huh. whatever. And um, previous to um, my longest teacher, the principal would do it, which I always found strange. Like, And it would just, he would, it was so stupid. He would just read from the Bible. It was nothing. Then um, this American came riding into town and uh <laughs> yankee doodle dandy mr stolen work mr stolen work was his name mm-hmm. and um he was a theologian mm-hmm. and i don't know if he was following the curriculum because he basically he taught us the bible but kind of like um translated it like was like here it is through a scientific lens. Made it like and it a was, hip version, like modern. Yeah, it, no, it was incredible because he really like wrapping Shakespeare it. or something. No, 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 no. It it was like okay, so the Bible says this, 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 this. Here is through the lens of who wrote it then and what mm. their belief system was. So they believed oh. scientifically that men were the ones that bore children in the sense that um, <laughs> semen is a tiny little baby and they just hand it over to a woman and the woman incubates it and then she gives birth. So ultimately seed is the baby. So therefore, if you expel seed, either through masturbation, gay sex, bestiality, whatever, Mm -hmm. you're killing babies. And so that was the thought process. That's what they believed. That was the thought process. So at the time, they didn't realize, you know, because about anything, you know, you fall in the woods, you're like, oh, a dark fairy tripped me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was the logic. So, so when he broke it down like that, I, you just you started to look at all of that stuff and be like, oh no, no. which a lot of people know that. You know, he talked about mm-hmm. like um, I didn't. I didn't know that kind of stuff because I don't. I've never really paid attention. <laughs> it was the only time it was interesting, and he was hot, mm-hmm. so whatever. But uh, oh, he was there talking you about go. like, and dating. that makes more sense than any of this. And there's why Marshall's poking up, <laughs> but. Even like David and Goliath, right? He mm-hmm. was like, well, typically um, humans were a lot smaller back then and we've grown as, you know, the decades have gone on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Goliath must have just been some freak of nature who was slightly taller. So <laughs> there's your... T- you know what I mean? He just... He broke it all down. Really? I loved it. Yeah. But, uh, you loved him, I think. What was his name? Mr. Stolen Work. Where is he now? Is he on Grinder and New I don't Zealand? know. I'm going to Google him. I think you will. Uh, he was... Yeah. I think you'll Google um, to him a little later. <laughs> Is that what we call it now? Yeah. Always have, always will. So That's very fascinating, though. Yeah. So religion, because here's the thing, Marshall. I do find that really interesting uh, because I feel like ever since we started our podcast, oh, Salt Lake City, uh, I mean, I guess just Salt Lake City, it's just been so religious-centric, mm-hmm, religion-centric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's re- – I mean, I, and again, through my lens, I see it quite – like, I find it very sad because i do too i just find it sad yeah yeah, it's creating it's just sad a prison for yourself or as if you want to see it you know a a lovely padded cell or whatever well actually it's kind of the perfect segue Mm -hmm. because next we come to jen talking about her antidepressants yeah uh, and that after her father's death her husband sharif's told her 
to pray and get her mind right. So sad. And um, she ended up losing it to the point that her family had to have an intervention with her. So what Side you, note, while yeah. Jen is talking about this, she's in the mirror kind of putting on makeup, <laughs> but it's the most makeupless we've ever seen her. Yes, and yeah. Much like Lisa Rinna, when people with a ton of plastic surgery with the fillers and the big trout lips mm -hmm. don't have the makeup on to make it look like make it mm -hmm. that, when they have the makeup on it kind of makes more sense yeah. usually when they don't they look like they've been stung by bees yes it's it lays it out bare for what it is yeah so thank you for putting it on camera bravo um <laughs> bravo bravo fucking bravo. fucking bravo so what would you what do we think we're talking about here are we talking about anger management is that what this is? I don't know, because obviously Jen has wild anger issues. Yeah, I think she has trouble um, organizing Treating her thoughts. Treating people well. Yes, and organizing <laughs> her thoughts. Yes. I think, yeah. <laughs> so it was an interesting glimpse. Uh, I don't love it. I don't love that her husband said, pray and get your mind right. Yeah, and then had an intervention for her to get her on pills, even though that was her idea to begin with. That weird. Uh, that That weird. Yeah, I, I hate a divide of uh, religion versus science here. Like, I understand that science is not the, the be-all and end-all and the savior, but, like, neither is religion. So, I mean, get it I'm, together. We were talking about, before we started recording this, we were talking about anti-maskers. My God. It's just, it's all very, real. it is, um, it's in the zeitgeist right now, for sure. It just and makes it's me thanks to the housewives that we're talking about it. <laughs> I see this is so violent what I'm about to say, but like I see people without a mask, and I wish I had a COVID gun, a COVID gun <laughs> that centralizes the droplets and shoots it laser beam force like into their fucking mm -hmm. faces and be like, "You don't want to wear a mask? Well, here you go." I know, and I said that to Ellie, my boyfriend, today because we we went to the store and there was this woman. He was getting his precious kombucha. Oh, his kombucha or kombucha? Han, how do you say kombucha? Kombucha. Kombucha? Anyway, we were getting a kombucha and um, there was a woman in there, no mask. And I, if if it was just something that you could get and not spread, I'd be like, give her coronavirus. Give her. Give it. Mm -hmm. yes, uh, yeah. But she's going to ruin other lives. <laughs> how do we get here? Okay. How did we get here? Um... There's the scene, the fucked up scene in Lisa's white empty house about creating goals for family her, goals night. Frankly, enjoyable children. I like her and, kids, Jack and Henry. Yeah, getting jacked. <laughs> Goal number one: get jacked. Get jacked, lady killer, lady killer. You're not gonna get jacked eating all that fast food, baby. <laughs> yeah, the big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, hand me my big gulp. <laughs> uh, I love the kid. He wants to have triplets and meet Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh i cackled at that yeah i okay i'm gonna say it i like her terminator husband i like him a lot <laughs> i like john you like the john 1000 Ugh. i love the john 1000 and i thought it was so funny and a little sad when he's trying to get her attention in the bedroom while she's tap tap tapping away on her phone about communication and it looks like that's gonna be her arc the family arc for the Ugh. rest of the season yawn can I you kind of love it because I like him. I kind of attracted to him. I don't know. Can you? You can see how controlled he is being on camera. It is control, control, control. But he's control. nice. I like nice boys. He's a Mormon. 
Yeah. Oh, there Gosh. is that. Yeah, never mind. Gross. <laughs> never mind. And next, Meredith, Jen, and Heather go out for dinner. We get confirmation that Heather and Curtis, that guy from the uh, Sunday party from last yes. week, wore a one night stand. Oh, <gasps> I'm so shocked. Meredith's being mum about her split with Seth. This is me reading my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but clearly, I mean, she's clearly seeing someone. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is kind of the end of the episode. But the, um, uh, what? I don't like this. I don't like this setup of a storyline of like, oh, Jen has some tea and she's not spilling it, and then mm-hmm. she is going to spill the yeah. secrets of, of Meredith, and then Meredith's going to get Meredith's going to get upset, like. Boring. I don't want it to happen this way. Do you think? Because basically, this is the rest of the episode. We we also go to Whitney and her father at the trampoline. Uh, Which big uh oh? Big uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. He should not be. He should not be leaving. Should not be leaving. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right. So that we covered that. Great. Let's move on. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's one. One more. Mary's son. Oh right. For one millisecond. Just to show Brooks how to be on camera. A nerd, but make it shady. Yep. What was the point of that scene? What was the point of that? So Mary could have a scene in this episode. Yeah, very strange. Why? Where was Mary? Very strange. Where was I don't Mary? know. If it was, was Mary. It was Mary Light. Just like it was yes. uh, Lisa Light last week. Mm. So. So, okay. So, do you think that Meredith is in on this Jen blowing up the secret boyfriend plot i counter question you do you think that housewives and especially first season housewives do this much planning and plotting for their storylines i think if it did happen well yes yes i do actually Mm -hmm. marshall i think if it did happen it would be all jen and meredith be along for the ride but i don't think meredith is in on it i think this is all jen's machinations which if it is i'm like this is the kind of thing that turned me away from lisa vanderpump and i'm still i still love lisa vanderpump but like i just i need my drama to be organic Mm -hmm. i really do i (laughs) get which is why i watch the real housewives (laughs) no but like in it's almost a post housewives era mm-hmm. you know yeah. like we've seen how the sausage is made so i just yes and the issue with with jen is she is not good at hiding the scenes <laughs> she is no lvp <laughs> no oh she's really bad no. at it in fact to this day lisa vanderbilt could still get away with moda yeah <sighs> yeah so but no yeah jen goes over to know. okay here's what happens we all know but jen goes over to whitney's house and strips side note I've never, I've always been impressed by like the physicality of strippers, but I've never been mm-hmm. like attracted to one. Mm-hmm. I found Whitney on that pole super sexy. Yeah. Yeah. She, it's a, yeah. She's cool. Yeah. That Republican lady is cool. <laughs> you really like her. I like that you like her. I know. It's an issue. It's an issue. Okay. Then, then Jen, very phonily, as phony as that Watch What Happens Live performance, plants that Meredith has a boyfriend who she met in NYC. And this is how this is how it goes. She's like, I don't know. Like she's hinting to Whitney that Meredith has something going on. Uh, Whitney takes the bait. What's going on, Jen? And then she goes, Huh? <laughs> You'll have to ask Meredith. <laughs> Cut to a confessional. She says it's not her place to tell Whitney. Bullshit. And then the producer cajoles her. Yeah. Cajoles? Did he say that? 
Yeah. Uh, and she there, yeah. she's sipping with a straw in a latte, a, a cardboard latte Starbucks cup. <laughs> I guess it's, she hates foam. She hates I foam. I guess it's for her lipstick. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, well, and then she says that she met some guy in New York and it's all very obvious. It's so and, and then, of course, next week we see Heather and Whitney talking about it and like, oh, no, who's going to tell Meredith? Not me. And it's just I honestly think that uh, Meredith doesn't know. And Jen's just going to be the villain. And Jen kind of just sucks. Uh, we've seen we've seen it all before. I want something new. Here's what I want to happen. I want uh, Jen to try and orchestrate this whole thing. She tells all the ladies. They all start gossiping. Meredith finds mm-hmm. out. And then Meredith reveals that, in fact, she is fucking Jen's husband. Like, Ooh, it need, I need, I'd like. I love it. I love it. I love like, it. Like, not just Jen's husband, but like, some, like, yeah, you know what? I am having an affair. And She's in a throuple. This cartoon She's in a mouse. Thruple. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was something. Something. With Ralph S. Mouth and Sharif. With- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> With a Where which, man and Sharif. <laughs> yep. She hits him with a giant mallet. He runs away. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. the kind of sex I want to see. So. I don't know. What do you want to see going forward for Salt Lake City? It's hard because Jen has been in the middle of all the controversy, but she thinks she's controlling it. Mm-hmm. I would like Jen to fly off the rocker more like at that flapper party. Mm-hmm. And the women actually respond not in rehearsed ways where they're like Mm -hmm. i don't want to be rude to jen or i'm scared of jen i'd like to for someone not mary because jen's not gonna take mary seriously Mm -hmm. to put jen in her place i would agree i think a storyline about jen's anger i think is Mm -hmm. very interesting to watch and Mm -hmm. i think that could be an actual fruitful storyline not just like from a num num drama situation but like for uh, just anger management in general i think yeah yeah it's a topic that a lot of these women have anger issues yeah i would love to see them talk about it i'm loving Mm -hmm. uh heredith uh heredith (laughs) heather's um coming out story coming out from the church Mm -hmm. love that i'd love to see some backlash i would love to see it go bad for her oh my god and have the well let me let me let me rephrase that i want to see it go bad for her because i want to see the full force and repercussions of the church because we haven't really seen the mormon church in action except through uh lisa's pronunciation of jesus (laughs) i just i want us i want i want them to be exposed because i don't think heather deserves Mm -hmm. to be this much in a dark place as she is and it would be great to see them come after her in a really ugly way because she'll she'll be fine she'll rise above it um, well, no, she won't. Whitney will take her tiny thumb and <laughs> lift her up to the skies. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, yeah, and then Mary can just be psychotic. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, we need more parties, though. I'll tell you that much. And I'm and, I, and and here's the thing: it's really nice that they can have parties with lots of crazy people because it's pre-COVID. You know, I'm going, I'm going to a party very soon. Are you joking me? <laughs> Are you joking my butt? No, right I'm, now? I'm not. Are you? I mean, my brother right my brother right now is driving to a festival on a boat. <laughs> I mean, for those who don't know, New Zealand, where Marshall is and will live for a very long time because it is his native land, uh, mm. it's COVID-free, baby. So you can do whatever the hell he wants from now on. Zero to six cases a day. And those six, six cases are usually the ones uh, in confinement on arrival. Wow. Yeah. Uh, love it. Uh, live it, love it, laugh it. Damn it. 
Good luck, North America. (laughs) Give me that fucking vaccine, baby. Give it to me good. Give it to the housewives first so they can can film it. And the COVID vaccine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Marsh. Well, uh, next week's episode might be a little late, too, because I am um, driving to my father's tiny little log cabin in the woods to spend new years oh. with ellie self-isolated so it won't be dangerous uh and it's just gonna be you and ellie just us no wi-fi oh that's so nice yeah, it'll be really nice uh we're gonna go on hikes and shit i guess and like probably get drunk because he got me um he got me george clooney tequila for christmas holy shit I know. it's really good i don't know what that is it's he made a tequila and it's good <laughs> uh. Yeah, 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 So yeah, it'll yeah. likely be a little late next week. Uh, but uh, and I guess will you be out of isolation then next Saturday or Sunday? I don't, I don't know. No, I think I'll still be here. Oh my I'll gosh. still be here. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, we're gonna come Frankly, back. Frankly, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I, I get to come back and I see you on Zoom, and it's gonna be full uh, Mormon Howard Hughes long nails, crazy castaway <laughs> beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is true. And I'm out of quarantine. <laughs> um, okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, like us on Instagram. Uh, we're at, what are we? At Trashbox Housewives. Yes, Trashbox Housewives. Yeah. And if you also do like us, give us a rating on, on Apple Podcasts. It helps. Yeah, give us a rating. Give us a review. Um, and we really appreciate those of you who have listened. Uh, that's that's really nice. Merry Christmas, yeah. you guys. Happy Hanukkah and happy holidays. Uh, Love and light. Love and light and happy 2021. That's, yeah, next time we talk to you, it'll be 2021. We're almost there. We're almost there. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Bye, guys. All right. Bye.